Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 20 of Hashtag No Filter. I actually recorded this intro uh, the day I did the interview, but something happened to the intro, so I'm now re-recording the intro um, after the fact. And I lost my voice this weekend, uh, so that is why my voice sounds like this in the intro, and it'll probably sound slightly different in the actual interview, if you were wondering. As well, where I'm recording the intro, there are um, screaming children running through the hall, so if it sounds a little bit like I'm at a daycare center, that's why. Anyway, today's interview is with Francesca McGowan, who's an international florist, and she owns Franzi's Flower Designs, which is based here in Houston, uh, but she also has studios, offices in um, Dubai and Dallas. She's so incredibly talented, and her story is incredible. Uh, I don't want to give really much at all away in the intro because we um, had a very amazing, long conversation, so I want you to just get right into that. But uh, in a nutshell, she grew up, um, she had more of a difficult childhood. She was in the foster care system for several years um, and then you know she went off to college and um, had a different job that had nothing really to do with flowers and she created franzies all on her own and her the story of how it all came to be is just so interesting and inspiring and motivating and just really um, really cool to hear about so we're gonna talk all about her childhood, how she overcame, how she overcame those difficulties, how they've impacted who she is as an adult, how her business came to be, how she's become so successful, and several other things. Um, we're also going to talk about. We, actually, the reason Francesca and I, um, well, we met a while ago, but the reason we kind of were like, wait, you got to be on my podcast, is because we were talking. Uh, I don't know, several weeks back at an event that my therapist was hosting, and she came to the event, and we were kind of like bonding over our love of therapy. Uh, which is great. So we're going to also talk about therapy because we both believe it is so beneficial. And I, it was funny, someone was asking me, not today, but not long ago, a friend of mine was asking me for Stephanie, my therapist, um, information. And she asked me like how much she costs and everything. And I told her and I was like, but she's worth every penny. And if she like, if her price was three times what she actually costs, I would still say it's worth every penny and then some. Although I hope Stephanie's not listening to this because please don't raise your prices because literally all my money goes goes to you right now. It goes to you and wine. You and wine. I don't know what's better. I think Stephanie's a little above wine. Anyway, um, so, oh God, I just went off on a tangent. But yes, Francesca and I uh, talk a lot about therapy and things we've learned. And it's just a really, really interesting conversation. And I think you guys are going to love it. So now, without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, Francesca. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. We've been talking about this for a long time now. Like, I feel like it's come. We had a date. We had to reschedule it. And I'm just very excited you're here. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, so let's first start with just a synopsis of your story, your background. Okay. Um, Wow, that is very (laughs) low. Everyone says that when I ask them. I'm like, is there a better way to ask that? Like from birth? No. Okay. You know, like (laughs) little bits. Okay. um, I was born in Fort Worth. 
Texas. I have lived um, in two countries other than the U.S. So I've also lived in Europe. I've lived in France and I've lived in the United Arab Emirates and Dubai specifically. I love to travel. I've been to over 50 countries. Um, my degrees in hotel and restaurant management. So I always thought I was going to climb this corporate ladder and be this corporate guru and all the things. And then before I knew it, I found myself as a jack of all trades. And now I'm an international florist. So um, <laughs> that was a yeah. good synopsis. <laughs> we're, don't worry, we're going to get into a lot of details now. But yeah. but and that's, that's a quick summary. And you're based in Houston now full time. I'm I mean, based in Houston full time. We also have a studio in Dubai and in Dallas. Right. But um, my home is here and I spend most of the year here. So I consider Houston home. Okay, great. That's what I thought. I just wanted everyone to know. Okay, so now what um, you guys probably don't know is Francesca actually grew up in the foster care system Mm -hmm. for how long? I entered the foster care system when I was 12 years old. 12. Uh, So my background is I had a single mother who dealt with alcoholism Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of abuse in the household. So Child Protective Services removed me when I was 12 and I entered the system and that's actually what brought me down to the Houston area. Got it. And so 12 12 through 18. 12 through 18. Yeah. I made sure I got that full ride and yeah. scholarship to college. So I could live yeah. on campus and finally be making a, What is it? Making lemonade out there of lemons. So without, of course, giving away too much of your personal life, obviously being in the foster care system is not a cakewalk. It's not the easiest thing. It's not what something, what you think is going to happen. So how... Um, how did, how did you get through it? <laughs> I definitely have to start by saying without the foster care system, I wouldn't necessarily know where I would be at today. It did um, save me in many ways. It provided a safer environment to grow up in. Um, these foster care parents really did the best that they could do. But it was, a, it was a challenge, and one of the things I have to say that I've walked away from is I really can read people well. I can oh, adapt yeah. to any situation. I'm very it's independent. Um, due and to I, your experience. Due to the experience. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think to be taken out of your home when you're 12 and then thrown into another home with other children and other religious beliefs and other personalities and other medical issues, I think, yeah. is, a, is a lot to tackle. And then in my second foster home there were a lot of financial struggles there was a lot of um like substance abuse and that kind of thing so it it was kind of like pandora's box you never mm-hmm, knew what you were mm-hmm. gonna get when right. you opened it but right it definitely made me who i am today and going through it of course you were younger i mean as you were getting closer to 18 you were becoming more of an adult but you were younger when you first went into the system what did you really know like were you like, did you know what to do when you were in, I mean, now, now looking back, I'm sure everything's crystal clear and you're, well, maybe not crystal. (laughs) You're still, you know, we'll get to that. But, but how did you like day to day? Like, was, did you have some really low moments and then days that, you know, it's funny when, when you look back as an adult, you tend to, um, make everything very logical Mm -hmm. and you really lose sight of that 12 year old little Francesca Mm -hmm. and how how she really felt. I remember there was a lot of times of being confused. Um, in my first foster home within the week, I was told that they were my mom and they were my dad and I was not allowed to call my actual parents, mom or dad. And, um, that was obviously something very confusing for a a teenager. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I felt alone a lot of times I felt very um, misunderstood. My 
nobody, none of my peers, uh, none of my friends at school knew what was going on. They just assumed that those were my parents. Uh. So I felt like I always kind of lived under this facade. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I felt like it was a fair trade-off because I never had to worry about my safety. Right. And it's funny. I mean, even as a kid, you can start prioritizing, like, you know, Mm -hmm. what are your life survival skills and what are kind of nice to have. Right, right. So now being obviously much older, not much, I mean, you're clearly not old, (laughs) much older than 12 year old. I'm older than 12. (laughs) Um, How has, and I'm sure this answer, you could talk about this for probably three hours or more, but how has being in that, from that uh, 12, you were 12 when you went in? 12 through 18. How did that experience being with two different foster families shape who you are today? Like how, are there ways that you, are there things that you've learned about yourself that would not be if it wasn't for being in foster care? I I think the level of independence that Mm -hmm. I have, which as much as it's a great thing, it can sometimes be a challenge with my interpersonal relationship, say with my husband. That was going to be my question. Um, A lot of times I just think of immediately like what my needs are and what I need. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I would consider myself a very considerate person, but for example, I'm very strict on uh, when I go to sleep, mm-hmm. when, when I need to go to certain meetings, I, I, I find that I prioritize a lot in my day-to-day life. The same, the same like fight or flight mode right. that I was in as a teenager, which now I don't really have to do that. Right. So it doesn't necessarily leave you. And as much as that's a strength, it's also one of probably my weaknesses. Of course. Right. And, and so how has that been, you know, whether it's your husband or your friendships, how, how has being in, you know, how your childhood was affected those relationships? I know you just spoke to, with your husband, for example, mm-hmm. um, is that also across the board with friends and, and peers, colleagues? I find that um, I probably don't have a lot of really close friends because mm-hmm. I you know, don't allow myself to really depend on any anyone for any of my needs. Right. Um, what, so recently this year, I started seeking therapy. And it's something I've been very vocal about, especially on our social media channels. Yeah. Um, you know, not in your face, but every once in a while to remind everyone that, you know, you don't see 99% of people's problems on social media. No. You see the best of the best. And I get so many messages like, you're so inspiring. It's incredible what you It's true. Seen. You're so open. But I'm like... Okay, I also have this other side because right. I don't want to. I don't want to fool anyone. You know, we no, all struggle course. with things. But I think people appreciate that honesty because we're, of course, going to get to your the floral <laughs> business. But they, you know, you have these gorgeous pictures of these flowers, and and, and flowers make you happy, and yeah. they look perfect, and they're curated beautifully. <laughs> but there's also this real side to you. You're not just like this perfect florist. I mean, you're perfect, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, right. every, you have you know a lot going on underneath yeah. the surface. So, so you just mentioned therapy, and I was going to ask you about that and. So Francesca and I bonded a little bit over therapy as well. Um, because you're very vocal be, about I'm it. I'm very vocal about therapy to the point where people probably... Your therapist probably, is sold out for like the next I, year. I think she should give me kickbacks. I think she Stephanie. should too. Stephanie, if you're listening. Stephanie. <laughs> she kickbacks. I know, right? But... um. I, I think it's the most incredibly beneficial thing you can do for your well-being. I think it's worth every penny. And then some, I mentioned it in the intro actually, saying how um, someone today asked me for Stephanie's information yeah. and I gave it to them. They asked what she cost. I told them and I said she's worth every penny. And mm-hmm. if she was three times that cost, she'd still be worth every penny. Yeah. Like she, I mean, do you feel the same about your therapist and about therapy in general? I do. I feel like, you know, you can do all the things. You can eat the avocado toast. You can work out <laughs> twice a day. You can go to yoga and if you're not mentally right, you're not, you're just not healthy. No. And I feel, I mean, until very recently, um, I felt like therapy was almost like, okay, I failed. 
And I even remember when I was younger, I had a boyfriend and he told me, um, you know, Francesca, one day you really need to go see someone and talk about all this with them. And I was like, I refuse because that means that all those people won and now I'm quote unquote sick and I need help. Uh Uh-huh. But that's the completely incorrect way to look at it. I know. It. But a lot of people still look, think about it like that. Because you do. You feel like yeah. a failure. Because yeah. you feel like fa- uh, therapy is only there for people that you you know can't get over it themselves. Exactly. That need help. And I really want to break that uh, you know stereotype. Because yes, please. <laughs> anybody can benefit from therapy. I don't care if you're like Gandhi. I, no. You still benefit that, from it. Well, that's the thing. And I feel like there's this, such this taboo. Maybe not as much now. But yeah. there was such a taboo about I mean, I've been going to therapy for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would do without it. But I I feel like it is almost like... I don't know for me if it was that I felt like I failed, but I, like I'm also on, as I talk about on social media, I'm on Zoloft for my yeah. anxiety. For so long, I was so resistant to medicine because I'm like, then I did kind of mm-hmm. fail. Like I can't handle anxiety. Well, you know what? When you have a headache, you take Advil. Yeah. When you, I mean, and I it's think quality of life. Ex- yes, and I mean, I, I, I mean, take certain medications for certain things. Yeah. For the longest time, I was like, oh, but if you take medications, it means you're weak or you're not trying hard right. enough, or you're not eating well enough, you're not exercise, whatever, all the things. Yeah, yeah. And then I just realized, no, but I'm really miserable. Right. <laughs> have a better quality of life and then maybe ease off one exactly just be content that there's even modern medicine out there that can I mean it's amazing and and I feel like of course a lot of you know things I might talk about in therapy with Stephanie are might be situate you know things that I I guess situational or things that have happened to me that have caused x y and z but also I do think it's how you're wired and maybe Mm -hmm. I was wired in a way that has a lot of anxiety whatever it is but if there's a medicine out there that can help and anyway therapy so you're all about therapy I'm all about therapy (laughs) like you recommend it definitely recommend um you know it's it's funny when I remember the the day that child protective services came and took me out of my house and I went and sat down with the therapist and it was the first therapist I'd ever been with yeah it was a whole 30 minutes and, and you were 12. It. And that was the only therapy session I ever oh, had, ever. like, throughout the entire childhood and adolescence wow. and teenage So when did you start going back to therapy as an adult? So I, um, I went briefly a few, I don't know, maybe eight years ago okay. when I had some issues with my, th- with my now husband, I thought, you know, yeah. we're getting married. I want to make sure, you know, everything's perfect. We all have this idea that everything has to be yes. perfect. And if it's not perfect, then it's bad. And mm-hmm. you know, you're doing something wrong or you're with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't really until this year that I realized that I had achieved all the things I'd lived in all the places that I had traveled to all the places I had started the businesses. I was successful mm-hmm. in the businesses. I would win a contract and it wouldn't even like it wouldn't even make a difference. It would what do you be mean? Like, you didn't get excited? or I feel- would get excited. It could be a huge contract. And I would be like, great. Okay, on to the next thing. Wow. So it was always on to the next thing, not happy. And I realized that, you know, I'm in my 30s now. Yeah. And we I've been married for almost eight years. And we still don't have a family. And right. I started doing some serious reflection where I was like, well, why don't we have a family? And I realized a part of it is because I'm not really that keen to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't know if I can be a mom. Because I never really had a mom. Because. Right. And then I started thinking, you know, it'd be really helpful if you had someone to talk to and dealt with the past, finally, finally, like cave or yeah. whatever it is right. that you want to call it. Yeah. Because you're, you're basically robbing huge life joys from yourself mm-hmm. by not dealing with these things. Absolutely. The and so that's, this year was really probably the first time that I started therapy. Like consistently going. Consistently. And, and I, it's, it's exhausting. Oh, it's, it's like totally going to the exhausting. gym and being sore. I mean, and like it totally is. 
like, you're like, what is this all for? One of my friends and I um, both go to Stephanie and we always call each other after and we're like, we are physically and mentally and emotionally drained in the mm-hmm. best way possible. Mm-hmm. But it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, I, mean, like, I had to take a nap on yeah. the days I had therapy. Yeah. I was like, I would go lay in the car for like yeah. 20 minutes. It's a lot. Like an idiot, but you have to. No, it's, 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 it's crazy. So like, we talked about this before I turned the microphone on, um, that something you've been talking about in therapy and I've actually talked about in therapy, your inner child. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. Will you tell me the quote that you oh, told yeah. me before you can get out your phone? Because I want everyone to hear it. So um, I found this quote and it can't be more true. Um, the way we talk to our children becomes their inner voice. Yes. And you know, this whole concept of dealing with the inner child, actually, uh, the therapist I go to now was recommended to me by a friend in Dubai. She actually sits in Dubai. Uh And, um, I recommended that my husband should go and see her. Oh. Isn't it funny how we always feel like we should push someone else? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, um... It was the first time that I had heard of this concept of inner child, and mm-hmm. I just thought it was really whack. And, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, so you're talking to, like, eight-year-old so-and-so. Right, right. But it's so true. Um, it is. To really take a moment and try to connect, and I have to say that I have overcome so many things in such mm-hmm. a short amount of time by doing that, and I realized that, you know, I'm, even now, I'm a little bit more excited about the idea of motherhood at some yeah, point. Yeah, that's and, great. And the concept of whatever you say, however you act with your child, will be their inner voice, mm-hmm. and it can't be more true it's so true and I am and I was also telling you before that in therapy like I've even I've even been told like what would eight-year-old Julie think and I'm like I don't fucking know but (laughs) you really have to go back and because your childhood really it's they're very formative years I mean they it mean bad good ugly whatever it is and there was a period of time it was oh god it was over 10 years ago probably when I first started in therapy I had a really 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 bad breakup and um like traumatic and the way I acted after the breakup you know, I ended up going to a psychiatrist, all this stuff, um, was chalked up to my, my child, these childlike mm-hmm. kind of, um, actions yeah. and maybe, you know, it was something I'd hadn't dealt with from my childhood. I have no idea. I mean, I do know, but you know, yeah. not, you know, I'm not getting into it, but <laughs> I'm not crazy though. To th- like, it's just, I'm, I totally agree. And I think it's cause it's been brought up in my therapy sessions mm-hmm. multiple times about different things. I mean, my therapist, I don't even know if I should say this because it's kind of makes anyway, but my therapist told me, Stephanie told me, um, I've only like become this is going to sound ridiculous, like an adult mm-hmm. the past like few years. Like mm-hmm. she said, it's very common for women and, and whatnot. But like, I, and I feel it, I feel like I've actually become like an adult and making mm-hmm. adult decisions and thinking and, and responding and like rationally, rationally yeah. and, and not just emotionally and, and uh, impulsively. And that's all like within the past few years, I'm mm-hmm. 32. So, so yeah, that's therapy because yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there that maybe never reach that or I know. later in life. Yeah. And Much I just, later. I noticed tendencies with me, like, for example, if someone really close to me was really upset, I couldn't really relate to that. And I'm typically an empathetic person, yeah. but it was like the moment, say, I, you know, someone I was really close to and, and we got in a fight yeah. and they got really emotional, I immediately stonewalled because mm. I didn't know how to deal with that because when I was little and I was really emotional, nobody was there for me. Right. And so it's, you start noticing when you start reflecting a little bit more on how you react to things or how proactive you are yeah. about things or how rational you are about mm-hmm. things, you realize very quickly that it's stemming from a very young version it, of yourself. Which I never knew up until 
whenever a few years ago or when I earlier started therapy that and even this was it Stephanie no I think it was Stephanie we did this whole um I don't know what she calls it but it was not a questionnaire but something about my childhood and I kind of was wondering like my childhood can't have that much apparently yeah, it has a lot to do with it's who like I am today <laughs> I know and it's I crazy. with my therapist I was like sometimes I feel like I've just built this beautiful mansion and just sits on toothpicks you know and it could be gone any day and mm. she just thought that was like, the hilarious thing ever and I was like no I'm really serious no, you're like, I need help. so do you feel like through therapy you've um you mentioned how like it was hard for you to get excited if you got a big contract do you feel like now you get you definitely get I yeah. won another really big contract and I went out and celebrated I yay. made the reservation oh, yay. So okay good so, so I, mean, I definitely feel like I feel emotions now earlier this year I was really in a place where I, I didn't feel any emotion the only emotion I felt was anger and that's a big warning sign mm-hmm. I mean if you talk to any therapist yeah. because anger is really sadness and sadness is stemming from something there's so really much deep there yeah. and, and, and I mean there's like a whole I think chart wheel of emotions I've seen that, I've seen that yeah. wheel yeah. like guilt and shame yep, yep, yep. what families anyway, yeah. we're gonna scare people yeah. and then I'm like therapy. I'm never going to therapy <laughs> but yeah um, so now I'm like I really can feel emotions I, I get up and I'm excited about my day and I'm that's so grateful great. to even be in the position that I'm in and what I've created and that's why earlier this year when I just wasn't feeling any emotions yeah. I was like okay this is not okay right right and has your husband noticed this change in you this shift um definitely I feel like as you start going to therapy and you start reflecting you start changing as a person and um I feel like I feel like sometimes it can be a bit difficult in relationships because especially if one is very consciously working on themselves and the other is not there can a lot of times be a lot of butting of heads Mm -hmm. um and so there's a lot of therapy sessions where I'm like I don't know what I'm doing am I the right person no of course is this right is this okay that this is happening yeah um I think you just have to be prepared that you're going to start shifting a lot Mm -hmm. in how your outlook is either in your personal relationships your professional exactly what you do professionally and being aware of that live your life yes yeah um we all go by this phrase yellow we all have one life to live (laughs) right how many of us really do that I don't know right (laughs) sometimes I I'm like oh but it's like for the dumbest reasons it's not like actually I just hopped a plane (laughs) and didn't pack it whatever but um so this so sort of transitioning but from like dealing with kind of hard times earlier this year you had a very traumatic experience uh you yeah. lost everything in a fire so <laughs> yeah. and then we are going to get to the excited like this is <laughs> but the the pretty stuff the flowers but so earlier this year and Francesca will tell the story she had a fire in her home and lost everything yeah, yeah. um not early, it was a few months ago it wasn't even it was that long July ago July 15th yeah and uh, we're currently running a promotion to get back to the Houston de- fire department which I'll talk that more yes about. we definitely are going to get to that um, yes so July 15th it um so many things I mean it was crazy it was like fire was following me around um that weekend before I was at a place and I left and then the fire trucks showed up because it was on fire the night before the fire I was at Home Depot looking at fire boxes saying oh we don't need one of those when are we ever gonna have a fire like I said you never think it's gonna happen to you of course not um we had a fire alarm the day before um which thank god we did because we left our cats in the apartment and I left all my jewelry and all my things because you know it's a fire fire oh right right who takes that seriously right uh you should yeah (laughs) No. Even if you look crazy. No, that you should. I mean. So, yeah, it was um, the evening of July 15th. We weren't even supposed to be home. Last minute decided to go home. We were going to go to bed. Last minute decided to have just a glass of wine. I mean, there's so many, like, crazy last minute Yeah. And 
I, we were just sitting there and all of a sudden I just felt the room just looked a tad bit hazy. And um, I just told my husband, I think something's wrong. And he looked into the hallway when he opened the door and the hallways filled a black smoke. There's no alarms, by the way. And so I was like, we have to grab these cats before the alarm goes off. Grab the cats. I grabbed my purse. And that was it. And, we and no alarm. And nothing. no alarm. We ran down the hallway, banging on everyone's door, yelling fire. I mean, it's nine o'clock at night. If you have kids, you're like putting your kids to yeah. sleep. You're winding down for the evening. It's a steel and concrete building so there's right. no like you're not going to smell wood you're not going to smell fire right. the smell was actually all the electrical burning so like all the outlets were pouring out with black smoke and we went into the parking deck and just our apartment was just fully engulfed in flames. just yours just ours because the all the gas lines of the apartment run on top of our roof just yours Yes. So out of 400 units, ours was the only... I mean, it's unbelievable. Loss. And it was above our bed. So can you imagine if we had, would have gone to bed? Yeah. I mean, that would have been crazy. There's no because way Because you would have been sleeping. Up. You yeah. wouldn't have... You wouldn't have... Can't see the Yeah. Smell. I mean, that... And then you said it was from a Japanese... So lantern? basically someone lit a Japanese lantern. So these like paper lanterns yeah, yeah, yeah. with the little votives. And it flew off and it caught on top of our roof, which is where all the gas lines are. I can only possibly think that maybe there was a faulty gas line or something. I don't know. But anyway, the whole thing... Exploded, and um, because we're talking about vote of candle here. I mean, it's insane, and where it landed exactly to be. I mean, just the whole thing. So we sat on the parking deck, and I just literally watched this apartment down in flames. And I would never wish this on anybody. I can only imagine that maybe it's something like what people who lost everything in Harvey went through. Right, right. Um, it's just. It's, I mean, we had just recently moved from the Middle East a couple of years ago. So everything that we had brought with us, we always save for our forever home. Yeah. You know, whenever we move into that. And just to watch everything you had acquired over your marriage or just as your home. And you, you, know, you weren't able... What did, you were able to salvage a few things? So we got in the car. We drove down. We're on the eighth floor. Yeah. Um, we sat in the H-E-B parking lot for about four hours with these oh cats that have no idea what's going on. Right. Um, we were able to go back inside and I noticed that all our shoes... Which are in boxes because I'm a little bit of a sh- I hoard <laughs> shoes. I'm right, not it's fine. I'm like, oh, new contract, new shoes. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> as one does. <laughs> I just literally found a suitcase and just piled all these shoes in there. And my husband was like, no, we should take the wedding photos. I'm like, screw You're the like, wedding photos. The Those shoes, digital, digital. <laughs> digital yes. We need the shoes because we don't have ins- like the insurance doesn't come through. We can sell yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, you know, again, survivor mode. Yeah, in. yeah, seriously. And uh, the fire marshal was like, you really need to back off and let her pack her shoes. Yeah, and this is like, important shit. You. So, so you yeah, got your shoes. I did. I packed all our nice shoes. I We were able to grab a few rugs. Like, I mean, we had Iranian rugs that yeah. we've been keeping for ages. Um, a rug that Mar- that my husband, uh, mom, has hand basically knit in Oh, my Romania. gosh. I mean, it, it's like a 15-foot rug. It's oh huge. My. And you saved, you were able we, to get the We were able to okay. save that. And okay. so we were, the fire department were incredible. I mean, we had like six guys up there. Everything was pitch black. Dr- the, <sighs> the ceiling had been brought in. It was humid. It's July. It's hot. Oh, it's my rough. gosh. Um, it's just glass it's everywhere. Awful. And then they just took everything to our car. And we just sat in our car. And it were just like, you know, no underwear. You're in your pajamas. Like, where did okay? you go that? I forgot we said, where did you go that night? So... Um, since we were the floors for the JW, yeah, yeah. one of their employees saw what happened because I had gotten on Instagram and I don't like to bring drama. I'm not going to be like, oh, I remember guys, seeing like that whole thing. I was just like, hey, I don't know what's happening, but I really need everyone to pray. Yeah, I mean. And she was like, I don't care what happened, but you have a room. So JW was incredible. Um, so we showed up at 4 a.m. 
and with our two cats, and we checked into the JW oh. for a few nights. And then from um, there, and from you, there, it was a bunch of like we had some travel, so we yeah, were, like, oh right, 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 and then we came back, and and then we stayed in the Airbnb for. A couple I mean, months, just so. so how so how did you get? I mean, that's hard. Like, and I yeah. know again, like you said, it's very similar to when people lost things during Harvey. I mean, how you from what I noticed on Instagram, as shitty as it was, you remained so positive. Like, yeah. I mean, of course, maybe I'm sure you had your <laughs> moments, as we all do during things. But how did you like? How did you get through? I think in, in general, I'm an extremely positive person. Yeah. It's actually a joke in my family. My husband's German, and Germans are known to complain about anything. Like, yeah. if it's sunny, then it's hot. If it's <laughs> rainy, then it's not <laughs> sunny. Nothing's good I enough. Mean, it's yeah. like nothing is ever yeah, good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my biggest pet peeve. And so... I was just grateful that we had all the things that were not replaceable. Exactly. So that I actually had my jewelry on. I actually had Mm -hmm, a wedding ring mm -hmm. on. I actually could grab my Mm -hmm. wedding dress, um, our cats, my purse, my passport. Right. Like all the other things we can replace. Right. Insurance or whatever. Yeah. And we just have to get a little bit creative. It was tough. Like the summer is always really slow for us to have a hit like that. And then to not, I mean, especially as an entrepreneur. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You're not you're not showing up to your nine to five and you're like oh I just had to send a couple of emails and like meet someone for a coffee like you're continuously having to think about promoting and being happy go lucky yeah. and all these things yeah. and really you're just like my life is a bit claustrophobic. I mean yeah and shambles like I yeah. mean it's your home it's hey, your but stuff. you brought me a clothing rack. I did oh my so god that's the least I could do please people <laughs> are bringing all these things I'm like do you want my because she had said she needed a clothing rack I'm like do you want my freaking clothing rack like please but that sa- that saved us because the next day we went in and we were like you know what let's grab whatever is dry. Right. And so we grabbed those things, put them in trash bags, went and hung them up on all these clothing racks, and we actually right. used something called an ozonator. You told me about this, which I'm like, what? And what? someone was like, I want you to borrow my ozonator. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. But they were like, you cannot be inside when you run it. It basically will kill you. It will kill anything living. I mean, it's, just, it's pretty intense. <laughs> but it kills all the But it kills the, the shit. smell. But, right, it right. It kills all the bacteria and everything like that. And so luckily, we were able to save some of our clothing because, like, I was going out to shop for new things. We, uh, you know, had to be in Alaska in, like, two days. Right, you had to like plan. sweaters, nobody. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and I was like, I refused to buy this stuff because I already had it, or it was just too much, or you know. And Jeez. I hate buying things out of need. And right, so right. Like, if we could save some things, yeah, we save them. So we officially I are mean, like in our new place now. Yeah, like a week ago. That so is it's so been a huge oh, so process. Excited. I'm sure, like on top of work and everything else. Oh going yeah, on. and you just and have to have it all together. Have, I mean, <laughs> but you really like. I guess to your point, I mean, and what you said, like you. It kind of put into perspective like you had the things you yeah. couldn't replace or that weren't easily replaceable and and you I mean this is what it, it kind of like you can't control like yeah. once it happens you really have no control over it and Definitely it sucks not. and you have to wow I mean okay crazy so now we're gonna get to have these stuff I promise okay <laughs> so now tell me okay so let's we're transitioning now to her, her extremely successful company which is Franzi's Flower Designs and it's be she's extremely talented as they said in the intro and if you follow her on Instagram which will give all that info at the end but um okay so how did you get started with like had you always wanted to be a florist was it like a dream of yours how did it come about so you know it's funny I I was actually at a lunch meeting today and she asked me the same thing and I realized that like this story is like 15 minutes long but I don't know it's just part of the journey yeah yeah so when I was little, I used to go around our house. We lived in the middle of the country, and I would pick flowers, and I know what flowers pop at what which month, and I would make specific arrangements for each room of the house. When you were little? When I was little. I was, like, five years old. Oh, that so is cute. So I would, like, make a little floating arrangement for the bathroom or a bigger one for the kitchen. And it's so funny because this is what I do today for a living. That's I mean, amazing. You should watch your children what they do because That's, it's crazy. And you were so you just funny. were interested in that. There was no reason. It just made just... me so happy. Oh, and my then God. as I grew 
grow older, everyone always knew I liked flowers, and so I always had flowers around, even if it was like a little bunch of, you know, from H-E-B or whatever. And and the first time I really put my toe into the floral design world was when I was working for a company in Dallas, and they were looking for someone just to help them on their business side. So promote them on Google, at the time Facebook was a big deal, and all these things. And so I was like, yes, grateful for just to be in the studio. And so I worked every evening with them and on the weekends and started, she started utilizing me in some of their installs in um, the SMU area in, in residential. Yeah. And she only did corporate and that like blew my mind because I, when I think florist, I either think you go in and you get a bouquet yeah, or yeah. they do your wedding flowers. Right. I, right. I don't know what else she would do as a florist. And, um, I loved it. And then when I moved to Dubai, I really tried to freelance for other floors, but it was really difficult. And I focused on more of what I was doing at the time. And flash forward for 2014, I found myself modeling and oh, doing all these events. I didn't events. know that. I, I was like, Dubai is a world of opportunity. Wow. So when I got there, I was working for a corporate company. Um, I left after about a year because it was a crisis in the, in the division I wanted to go into. Mm. Didn't have any opportunities for me. So I started freelancing. I, and ironically a friend of mine I told her I was like I just want to meet people my age she's like oh you should sign up for this company called Bareface I had no idea that Bareface was like Ford models of the <laughs> here I am like submitting my photos I'm like hey like, guys I just right, want to right. meet people right and they're like okay so you're gonna be a model yeah and the booker was like great okay you're gonna be on an Emirates shoot next week and I'm like uh-huh and then she told me like what it cost and it was like more than I made in a month like, nice so I was like yes I will do more of these right why not um, <laughs> and then from there I started working different events yeah and then event companies started picking me up to freelance for them. For florists doing... Fl- no, this oh, is no. all just freelancing. Oh, wow. So I, I'm going to lead up to how got I got it. to wow. where I am. Okay. So um, I started working with one um, event company exclusively who actually Edelman now owns. So they're, oh. they're very well known. Yeah. And um, I was working with all their investment bank forums and handling all their destination event management. So like oh, here gosh. I am in Istanbul, second year in a row. I'm at the Four Seasons. I'm like managing like 250 yeah. E-class Mercedes, four hotels. Oh my gosh. Sold helicopter demands Bill Clinton I mean all the things things. yeah and I'm like dying while I'm still managing my like first business on the side and I'm just like I get back home and I literally like collapse and I'm like Francesca if you were to die tomorrow right okay you would be very angry that you did all the things to either prove to others again inner child yeah yeah prove to others make the money uh prove to yourself whatever but you're so unhappy and I and I was so you were you were I was I was extremely ill and I was very unhappy wow so that moment I was like I wrote all my buyers. I'm sorry, we cannot fulfill your orders for my first company. I canceled all my mo- model agreements. I canceled all my freelance wow. agreements. And I just like sat there and like stared at my computer. Like, like you just, you did all what? that at once. I was like, Wait, I what was canceled. the first company again? You said it's you- Vegas de Santiago. And okay. we're the largest manufacturer of Costa Rican cigars. Oh my gosh. So so another you, fun fact that like nobody knows. Geez, really fun fact. It's like in Us Weekly, the 25 fun facts yeah. or whatever. But anyway, um, so the, you did all that right then? Did all that right then. Because I was just, because I got so sick, I actually contracted a disease I'll never get rid of. And it was based on stress. No. And I was just like, I this is not okay. And no. I just had this moment where I was just like, well, get rid of all the things that are not right. okay. Right, bye. Because yeah. as an adult, especially someone had that's been a fighter and has, you know, refused to go back to like where they came from yeah. and it can only get better and bigger and whatever, you tend to overwork yourself mm-hmm. and you don't actually check in with yourself with what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so at that point I was like, well, what am I going to do? 
And I re I knew I always wanted to do something with flowers when I retired. And I just thought, why why would I yeah, wait? Yeah, why wait till you retire? I'm like 65. Right, to right. retire to actually do something I want to do. Yeah. And it's very ironic because the same boyfriend I mentioned earlier in this um, podcast when we were high school sweethearts. Yeah, yeah. He told me that one day, Francesca, you will own a flower business. And I was like, no, there's no way. Because I never thought of myself as having an entrepreneurial Oh, my spirit. gosh. I just like to he work knew. hard. I was like, no, I just want to work in the flower shop. Yeah. Like, I just want to show up and do scale the roses he was like no oh. you'll own it so it's funny actually when I got my business card I sent it did he send it okay said, like you were right you were right right <laughs> so then were you like screwed I'm doing it like that was so then I was like okay well well I'm just gonna do this flower design yeah thing I don't even know I don't even know what you call it yeah. forestry flower design flowers <laughs> I mean I had no idea so I started googling and ironically yeah. this is how I googled my hotel and restaurant management degree because I was like how to ho work in hotels how to be oh a hotel my, like manager a <laughs> yeah like, thank god for google I right what, like, would you, no yeah, what would you do yeah. <laughs> so oh my gosh. I googled and I found the American School of Flower Design and it was the only school that really taught about the business side because I love right. business I feel like I really could sell anything yeah um, I proved it with the cigar business, but I just didn't enjoy what I was selling. I wasn't like an avid you weren't passionate user of what right. I was selling. I didn't really relate to my 40-plus-year-old male customers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like flowers. I, you, I've never given flowers to someone, and they didn't, like, they weren't happy. Who would it, right? It's like the happiest yeah. thing you could receive. <laughs> so, um, immediately, I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. And I just thought, well, you know, worst case, you're going to be out a lot of money, and you're going to know a lot about flowers. And best case, you're going to start a new company, and you're going to be really happy with it. And you were fine either way. You're and like, I was like, well... It's better than where I'm at right now. And wow. um, I literally booked a flight to LA. I'm still living in Dubai at this point. I oh booked gosh. a little Airbnb, a little a little car, and I moved to LA. And um, Wait, were you married the at the time or no? I was married at the time. My poor oh. husband like came along with me. Oh my God, <laughs> that's amazing. So even though, though we don't have like the best of days all the time, he has been like He's amazing, right, right. He's so you went and you... you we you... went um, and then every day, every day we made five arrangements and I would, every time I made an arrangement, I would figure out who I would go and deliver it to. Like no charge, you no just... No charge. Okay. I would be like, on behalf of Franzi, so I already had started my company before I even went to school. <laughs> love it. I love I it. I totally believe in fake it till you make it. I, yeah, because we were just talking about this. If you don't believe in yourself, like, yeah. nobody is No, just do it and then deal with the questions later. <laughs> and so I literally would make the arrangements, and then I would go to Ferrari. I would go to um, Rodeo Drive, or I would go, and I would go to places to make me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, of course. Because I was like, this is the town. Like, if you don't make it here, if you don't make it in Dubai, you won't make it anywhere. anywhere right. And so I wow. just did that. And, and you I just literally delivered them and I would come in and typically I had a connection with the brand because I'd worked with them in the middle East. okay like I launched Kate Spade in Dubai uh, we launched the Marriott Marquis got in Dubai. it I worked really closely with Chanel and Hermes so like you, that was you, my whole background right right so I could go in and I could make the intro so it was like a warm cold call if you will yes exactly and it was more so just for the experience and being put outside your comfort zone yeah um, and every night I would do that until like eight o'clock at night and I would go home and um, get ready and do it all again the next day. And everyone else would be like, oh my God, I have all these flowers in my house and I don't know what to do with them. And I just, again, oh, they're like scrappy me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, that's the difference between being an entrepreneur. And exactly. That's just... And you already had a website a at this point? Or you? I already had a website. Yeah. It was very basic. I literally, one day, I had no money. I mean, I did have money, but I didn't, I wanted to put it in my education. Yeah. And my seed money. To this day, we have not taken one um, loan or anything. It's amazing. Line of credit. I was actually at the bank the other day, and he's like, oh, in the line of credit. I said, no, if I need extra money, but, I'm going to go bartend. Yeah. I'm do bottle service at Clay. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Love that. Free. Yes. Um, 
so yeah, I didn't have much to start wow. with, and I just thought, you know what? What is more special than like handwriting your logo? I mean, and this is before all the rave of calligraphy. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. Is my handwriting that amazing? <laughs> but I was just like, so I wrote it out, and I took a picture, and I put it in Word, I mean, and I wrote crazy. flower design underneath. Then boom, there you go, Francie's flower design. I mean, it's amazing. And then how? So from delivering all those flowers, is that when you got your first client or your so first ironically, customer? So um, when I. Um, I delivered one day to the W Beverly Hills okay. and they were looking for a florist and they were like, wow. can we, <clears throat> they off, they made me the job offer on the spot. And, and this is why it's wow. so important to pursue any opportunity that you have because you have no idea. You have no idea what'll happen. Um, and so at the time I really felt committed to Francie's, even though there was like really no Francie's. So <laughs> Francie's handing like out a, these like business cards and yeah. maybe one person went to the yeah. website. Um, and so I politely declined and I ended up oh, in you Dubai. Did. Um, and, uh, my first gig was actually with Waldorf Astoria because wow. I was just like, well, I'm going to work the hotel angle because this whole time I was at Istanbul going back to my event days, I just kept looking at those flowers in the four seasons Bosphorus yeah. and I was just like, one day I'm going to do something. Like oh that. my God. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe that that's someone's job. Like that is amazing. That's crazy. And I still have the photo today. I remember taking them and. That's um, crazy. That, yeah. and so Waldorf Astoria was your first. And, first client. And how did you just went after them? Like I you. Just went after them. I went after their concierge teams. I wow. had like a big um, convention basically, and I helped them with that. And then I used all my connections with the event industry. And Dubai is such a great place because it is so opportunistic. Yeah. And people have such an entrepreneurial spirit yeah. there that everyone wants to help you. Right, right. I feel like sometimes here in the States, we offer to help, but it's more ego driven. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I could and help you. There's but no follow like through. Like it. It. Right, yeah. right. Which I was very disappointed in when I first when, came. But in the Middle East, like, we, we all want to help each other because we all have something to gain exactly you, know, it's a speed, you have like whatever no, you have yeah. no shame you're like look I'll give you this client that's like 10%. amazing you're like, okay, cool. so when you said no to the W you said it because you didn't think you could handle or I you, said no because we were still in Dubai you, yeah, and I no, just thought right. I would never give Francis a chance if now I'm just jumping in to go work for W. Like, oh, because you would be working. You that would be. I would like move to Beverly Hills and I would be based got in it. the W hotel. And got I would it. Be a W employee. I see. I and see. And I was like, wow. then there's no Francis. And I have this thing. I'm like, if you have something you've always wanted to do, because ironically, um, when I found this flower school, they have yeah. a um, a school in New York, and I was there for a wedding, and um, we were in an Uber and we were going to some meeting or whatever, yeah. and I was on the phone actually with a job uh, offer here in Houston and they wanted to move me down and it would have been a dream job I would have taken two years prior oh my and gosh. I was on the phone I was just like I was really torn like I was like there's a great opportunity I can move back to Houston yeah. blah, blah, blah. and I was just like oh, but I really want to do this flower thing like I kept picturing That's myself crazy. going into the cubicle and like sitting down and thinking about what if I was doing the flower yeah, thing no, then and it... I was like this that feeling like you can always go get that job in a cubicle of you course you can't always pursue no. your dream no and you have to follow your gut like yeah. what that and so what you're so when so, uh, hold on but it gets better oh my god so I'm like on the phone and I'm like I made this really hard decision of saying no yeah I mean I like I, I don't have a problem saying no but in this case right. I was like is this really the best I mean I don't even have Francie's Francie's just like a <laughs> right, piece right. of paper and the Uber driver is like very angry and he's like get out I can't find your location and I'm like god please give me a sign I made the right choice like I just feel so stupid right now. right and so basically the Uber driver throws us out of the car and we're in the middle of the flower market of New York. No, like, I just no got chills. joke. No. Like people are like zooming by with flowers on their car. People are like bumping into you. Like roses are falling on the ground. Like it's just like oh hustle my and bustle. God. Flowers, like, <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, 
okay, I got it, got it. I got it. It's like loud and clear. I made the right Holy decision. Holy shit. And, and I walked over and there there was a school. And I met the founder of the school who I did not I did not think was going to be there. And he's the one that actually told me about their master's class in LA. And oh I was my. like, I'll be there. I'm from Dubai, but I will be there. I will book my ticket. And he's like, you know, it's like in three months. I was like, it doesn't matter. And I'm sure he thought I was full of it. Like, right, of course. Up. And I'm like, hi, uh, here's my company. I'm like, so, so Oh ready my gosh. Yeah, and then so you went through... And when was this? Wait. So this was, um, let's see, March of 2015 um, oh. is when I went to New York. Okay. I had that moment. That was my, like, confirmation. Yeah. And then I went and studied and got my master's July and August of 2015 in L.A. Okay. And I officially started Franzi's in, in um, August of 2015. So we're only a three-year-old company. It's only a company. few years old. I, I don't know if I realized that. We're very young, and I had this crazy goal again. From the past. Right, right. <laughs> of opening a location every single year and being in that location for six months before finding a new location. And it wasn't until end of last year that I was just like, I can't do it anymore. It's like three is so much already. Have you, but you already have, you have we three. We have the three. And I was like, I'm happy with the three. I want to go wow. back to Houston. I want to have one home base. Because I mean... I just felt like I was living in hotels. Yeah, all the time. yeah. You can't really. And I was like, I'm not enjoying roots. this. Right, so again, right. like always checking in with yourself. Oh my god! So you still have the three? I have the three. But Houston is obviously where they're you're based. They're all very different. So like Dubai is very expat weddings. Okay. What we focus on two fifty okay. or less. Got it. Um, Dallas is very corporate. Okay. Uh, we ended up in Dallas because we were Fairmont's Dallas's artist in residence. Right. So we were living in the hotel for six months. We had a shop there and the whole nine yards. Right. Now we um, deal with a lot of our corporate clients clients that are yeah. Texas based but they have stores in Dallas. Right. And then Houston is really our home where we do it all. You do we everything have here. The shop, <laughs> yeah. we have the weekly installs, we have the events, we have everything. So who are your I know we kind of already said who are your main you have some big clients. JW Marriott. JW Marriott is one of our big clients. And Tiffany Tiffany and Co. Right. We do the flowers for the state of Texas and all it's their crazy. stores. Crazy. And then you have do you do you do weddings, all the things. We do weddings. Um, we're very limited. We do about ten a year. Okay. That's like max. Are you you're picky. Like you want you're I picky. Want to be a good fit. Yeah. Um, I feel like wedding, I mean, I think weddings are a great business. Yeah. But for me, I take that really seriously. Again, yeah. I think based on my past. Mm-hmm. So for me, I really enjoy working with corporate. They have a specific look. Like this past week, we just did a huge event with Apple um, oh, and cool. J.P. Morgan Chase. And it, it wow. was like insane. Um, so when you say event, it could be like a conference or something and you're, you have all, you've done all the flowers for all yeah. the, everything. So like, okay. I think we had over 50 nine foot trees. Like we did all the oh my like, trees we brought in. We've brought in um, like hundreds of arrangements for all their different events around town. So they might have like 10 different venues wow. over five days. Um, so we really focus on our big corporate clients yes. and we take really good care for care of them. And it was funny. It was a networking event and the lady said, yeah, but you still have the weekend. So why don't you do weddings on the weekends? <laughs> I'm like, because I like to like hang out with and, my family. And like you, you want to have a life. Yeah, Work-life like, balance. Have you heard of that? <laughs> but you are, you will do weddings if yes. it's the right fit. And, and definitely you, I love doing weddings. I just want to make sure that it's, it's a right fit. For, I don't take yeah. it just because it's another piece of business. Right. Um, a lot of times if an inquiry comes through and I just don't feel like it would be a good fit, yeah. I'm pretty open about You'll it. You'll tell them. You'll... A lot of times we're just not even available. Okay. Though. Right. So, um, but like we have a beautiful wedding coming up in November, which I'm really excited oh, about. It's at someone's private residence. Oh. Like it's, it's, it's per, it's it feels like, like a perfect, perfect client yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. So, yeah. And then 
then you just recently launched, well, to, well the shop, yeah. your shop. So what, how does that work? So we have the online shop. We were getting so many requests for like one-off deliveries. Right. And we're not a typically a cash and carry kind of flower shop. Meaning you can't walk in, you can't buy walk in. Everything's right. typically by appointment only. Yeah. Um, we're in and out all the time with meetings and all yeah. this. But I found that a lot of people were looking for, yes. for the look and feel that we do because a lot of times we just do things in mass. So, you know, instead of getting a bouquet with like maybe three roses in it, we'll do a bouquet of 40 roses. Right. The thing I don't like about the floristry industry is I feel like there's so much waste and by no means am I a hippie, but I definitely am very conscious of my carbon footprint. And so I came up with a concept that's very familiar in Europe, basically wrapping everything in hundred percent recycled craft paper. Um, It has its own water source, but then you don't have to pay for the vase. You don't have to pay for the design fee. It's really, you're buying your flowers in bulk. And the the concept is to it for it to really become more of a concierge service where like every Monday your flowers are delivered on your door and it's affordable price and yeah. then you have your flowers for the week. And you're doing that? Is That's that what, what the doing. shop is? That yeah. exact? Wow. That's the online shop. Um, so can you order one-off arrangements or no? You can. You, um, it, every week we try to put up a designer's choice. Yeah. So that will be kind of like your traditional, what you're used to. Like one went out today and it was like all roses and greenery and yeah. all the things and the vase and all that. Um, so people will contact us for custom orders. Okay. That's totally fine. Um, but if you're looking just to send, say, your friend who just got a new job, like an orchid plant, yeah. like something. And the other thing is, like, people hate spending money on flowers because they're like, oh, but they only last they for, like, die. five days. Right, right. So when we started a whole orchid collection, so the small to extra large orchids, um, so great for housewarming goods, yeah. like, new jobs, things like that. And they typically last, like, four weeks. Oh, they last a while. I feel like Because we deal with, like, a local orchid grower, and got he it. is amazing. And That's so they come in these custom cement pots. and So people can order. That on the site or the weekly thing Mm -hmm. they can do, and just in Houston, are you? So right now we're just in Houston, and we're ten miles around the seven seven zero zero six zip code. Okay, Um, we hope to expand by next year. Wow! But again, it's just getting started. Yeah, yeah. Um, At Christmas time, we're probably going to push harder for the concierge service, just because I think it's a great Christmas gift. It is. Oh my gosh! Um, Even if it's like monthly, quarterly, or whatever whatever. it is, yeah. But right now we have it on there because we work with a lot of concierge service at the hotels, and they're always like for something around a certain price range but they're always disappointed in what they get so I'm like if we could scrap the base and we can scrap yes. the designer's time to make it and everything and literally just bundle say 40 roses together right. but it's still huge and gorgeous yeah yeah then so do, do you how do they so they would have to have a vase on their end or but typically I mean think about how many times you've received flowers yeah oh I, I have a hundred vases by the way do you yeah. want some <laughs> I do crazy yeah. star friends is looking for vases no oh yeah that's true dry. but I no you're right like they come in vases so yeah. sometimes when they don't I'm like yeah I can use my vase. Exactly. I got all these beautiful vases for my wedding. Like yeah. I've never used them. You know? That's the thing. Like most of the time everyone has a vase already. Yeah. And part of the joy of receiving flowers is actually designing them yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you really gotten an arrangement and you're like, oh my gosh, I love everything about this. Right. Right. No, you're so thing. right. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's amazing. Oh, yeah. So that's currently live. And then you live. also have a charity component now. I do. So on the shop for, uh, um, so we basically launched a shop 60 days after we had the fire. So for the next right. 30 days, we're giving 10% back from everything that people are buying on the shop to the Houston Fire Department. Oh, that's Department. amazing. So we're cutting them a check just as like a thank you for yeah. everything that they've done for us. That's, and are you going to continue doing a charity component depending on if it you depends. have a, yeah. I think it depends on like the, the month. If there's yeah. definitely a way that we can factor something 
like yeah connected. that's amazing For sure. but I was that's like, awesome I want to I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in if I didn't have help and I want to give back exactly no I think that's them. unbelievable that's amazing so, so what is well I guess you just said kind of but what is next for Franzi's so we now we've just launched our nonprofit sister company, which is Francie's Flower Friends. Oh right, that and, too. <laughs> yeah, September was really busy. Yeah, my gosh, she's like <laughs> went right in there. Um, and it, it's incredible. I always said when I got to a point in my business where I felt like I could give back, I definitely wanted to take the time because, by the way, it takes a lot of time to set up a nonprofit. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm sure. Like, wham bam. Nothing. Yeah, but no. it's. Uh, we started in January and we officially launched in September. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's taken a long time. It costs money, and you don't have money that comes in so you, know, you kind of forget about that component. yeah yeah um but it's amazing because we're able any flowers that come back to our studio we're able to repurpose um why would flowers come back to your studio so for example if we break down from a weekly install or oh. if we you know a lot of times we go set up for events and two hours later they're over and we go and get those flowers oh my gosh yeah um, and so we get all these flowers and typically most florists just throw them away um there isn't yeah. really a, a donation program that i've found especially here in houston that can properly um repurpose, reuse, donate. Yeah. And so it's exciting. Like one of our events that we had last week, everything's been repurposed and it will go to a nonprofit this week for their event. Um, And the benefit for the corporations, just using this one example is that they get a tax donation. Right. 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 Um, And so it's a win-win for everyone. You keep less stuff out of the landfill. You know, you can utilize it this whole life expectancy. A lot of times we get things that are so fresh. I mean, it has another week in it. Oh my God. Um, And it would just go in the trash. Exactly. And so Francie's flower friends that, that started we're always looking for volunteers we're always always looking for vases I'm gonna give you some before you leave <laughs> we're always so, looking and for so that's what to. it goes to um, nonprofit organizations yes. and healthcare centers women's shelters nonprofit organizations oh. starting in 2019 we will be um, every month there will be a friend that's why it's called Francis got friends. it uh, friend equals organization got it later this year we'll be um, getting nominations from the community it's not something that I, that I want the organization to choose from right. I want it to be voted on I love that and nominated and so that way, say, XYZ organization for the month of February knows that every week in February, they're going to get flowers. That's so awesome. helps them plan their events, their That's donor, amazing. donor gifts. That I mean, and there's nothing like that here. No. Or many Not places in the seen. U.S. Or That's amazing. Wow. So, okay, what advice would you give to someone dying to become a florist, a successful florist <laughs> like you? <laughs> um... My first thought is it's a lot of work. It's yeah, not something yeah. that I had even considered, but it is so labor intensive, the logistics. Um, I think that you need to really have a business mindset. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how creative you are, and I mean that in the nicest way possible, yeah. but like it's a constant theme in the office that until you make that sale, you don't touch a flower. Um, And so I think that to fully understand the business of flowers, how perishable they are, um, what the need is in the market. Um, You know, I came in and my designs are very different from everyone else. And it's so easy to look to see what everyone else is doing. Right. And then think like, oh, I'm doing it wrong. But if you really pursue what you enjoy and what you like to see and that you're proud of what goes out. Because I think it's really hard to sell something that you create. Right. It's easy to sell anything. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. In the past, like to sell cigars, I loved it. It was part of my family. Right. Like it was easy. But to sell something that you actually create, it's all up to the recipients. Yeah. Like, 
if they like it or not. Yeah, you know, yeah. Met their expectations. Right. And that's quite nerve wracking. So I think it's you know be prepared to ha- to work hard. Yeah. Um, be prepared to really get immersed in your business. You have to understand your business a hundred percent. Yeah. And then just really stay true to what it is that makes you genuinely happy because there's gonna be so many moments where you're like, why am I even doing this? Right. But you love. You know yeah. this is like what you're meant to yeah. do. So it keeps you going and, exactly. and excited. And you have a team. A- Fairly we have a team. Teamer. Yeah, I actually have one full-time member on my team. Awesome. So we are like rock stars. Like our number one skill is problem solving. Oh my god, so. I, I felt like you had this like because you do so much. So I just assumed you had like a million people. We working. used to. Um, you know, there was a time where I had like 15 employees, and I was just I just realized I was training everyone to just yeah fill in gaps. As yeah. Horrible as that sounds. And so when I brought my business back to Houston, and I really wanted to streamline yeah. and focus because there's other things that I want to do with the business. Yeah. And like I said, not taking those lines of credit and growing organically, you have to really stay sharp on everything that you're doing. Exactly. And so I quickly realized that I needed certain people with certain strengths in certain areas. And that was it. I wasn't doing anyone a favor by keeping them around or myself a favor. Um, And so I have one full time and then we have several part time, several day up help. Of course. Um, And you love what you do. I mean, every day, like you're excited about what you, I mean, that's the vet, right? That's like what it's all about. A lot of times I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get all this done. Right. And I'm sure there are days. That are like crazy, and you want to like pull your hair out, and yeah. but then you kind of is it you just like remember what, what you're doing and why you're doing it, and you're like this. Is, and I go is back it. honestly to like how I was how I was I raised myself right and my times in Dubai like we had a bit a bit of an issue last week, and I'm all about what is a plan B, C, and D, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm always fully prepared for those, and I always anticipate what might be the issue. I definitely right. never wait for an issue right because it's so much harder to rectify. I'd yeah. rather like you know, overcompensate. Yeah. Ha- yeah. The client has a great experience. That's amazing. I mean, just, that's... you know, hope, hope it works for the best, but th- that is from my days in the Middle East. Cause it, you can that's... never just hope for the best. Cause it, <laughs> would, it would never be the best. So you always have like plan B, C, D, yeah. all of them, even if plan A works great, but yeah. you still have those other oh, options. Yeah. They're ready. <laughs> amazing. Okay. So now I want to do this rapid fire round because oh I just, it's, it's really fun. So I, so she, Francesca knows none of these questions. It's similar <laughs> to last week's. Like, I'm just going to ask, you and you okay. kind of have to say what comes to like what's in your your gut instinct okay. but I mean judge free zone everyone <laughs> I like to curate things so, <laughs> so we're you know, we're gonna keep it real hashtag no filter that's okay, what it's all about okay so let me move this okay so here oops here we go okay so here we go well this one should be easy maybe not your favorite flower oh my god I always a stock flower what does that mean? So a stock flower is just typically a filler flower. You'll find it in a lot of bridal bouquets. It oh. has a really strong um, floral scent to it. Oh. No, like it's a filler flower, so nobody knows about it, but it comes in all these different colors, and I just think it's so beautiful, but it's like, a, it's a basic flower. Like you wouldn't get that as your bouquet. I mean, you could, but I've never, I mean, I've seen maybe a few on Pinterest. Right, but it's it's yeah. a filler flower. Yeah, it's a That's filler awesome. Flower. It's kind of like, um, what was the Sex in the City episode? Car- carnation, or what's like the, Carnations. carnations. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not crazy, yeah. but where like Sarah Jessica Parker was like, Carnations, it's a filler flower, but I actually love Carnations. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I know, please, I Julie. No, oh, do I you like too. them? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're so underrated. They last forever. And they smell nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think favorite flower depends on the occasion and depends on uh, the room they're going in. Valid point. See, like I knew you would have it. Yeah. Like long stem white lilies, I think look awesome on the dining room table. Yeah. Like, oh. Cluster of white hydrangeas, I think look great on the kitchen counter. Like yes. it just, it depends. Okay, but it I depends. Think my always one-off gut instinct is the stock flower, and when I was little, it was paper <clears throat> paper whites. They're also What's known that? as narcissus. They're part oh. of the daffodil family. Oh my, and they're like I've never little heard of it. White 
flowers. You don't typically see them because they grow wild, but they have a really strong scent oh, to them as well. wow. Okay, so then, similar to favorite flower, you're not going to be able to pick just one. <laughs> what was, what's been your favorite project ever? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's... So, or you can, you can pick There's two. So many. Or, like, pick, like... I'll pick know, three. Three, okay. Because <laughs> I have three locations on Yeah, there. perfect, perfect. So, oh, this is tough. Okay, I think in Dubai, it was probably um, the royal family of Russell Kama actually hired me to um, do all the flowers for their national day. So, wow. national day is really important. It's, like, our 4th of yeah, July. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was so excited, and I put everything in, and then apparently the shake was really short, and so I had to go in and, like, cut everything down and re-basically make everything in about 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's just typical. Right, right, right. Typical. <laughs> anyway, um, Dallas is definitely being the artist in residence for Fairmont Hotels oh, yeah. Resorts and living in the hotel with my two cats. So cool. All yeah. Kind of all the things. Yeah. And then Houston... Oh, that's really tough. I'm but sure. I think being the in-house florist now for JW Marriott yeah. Houston downtown for over, we're going on two years now with another year. And it's the, always it's just, so gorgeous. Whenever you, you show that, I mean, and you come up with all those, like your I team come comes up, up with those them ideas. all the time. Like in the beginning, I used to map everything out and I was very like, you know, nervous about it. Right. And then since everything's so on the fly, like a year later, yeah. we were kind of doing things there and then some things in the studio. And now it's, I almost love the challenge of showing up and I know I have a set number of vases and I have this, like, like you know, right? And there's certain brand standards I have to hit because, like, we have a huge PDF of like everything that we oh have my. to do. Um, and it's been 80, 80 or 81 installs now, and wow. not one has been the same. What? And I can't even believe it. I mean, that's insane. But, like, we have all the recipes. Like, every week I'll write out a recipe for the next install. And there's been a few times I've tried to duplicate it. But there's just, you know, you might be one face off or you might want to see it like this. You might want right. to do it higher. You might want to lean everything to the left. And so... And do you base it on holidays or, like, I events they have at the hotel? what events are in the hotel. Okay. Um, I based it, like, Christmas is a big deal. They always want to match the yeah. Christmas tree. Yeah. So last year they had a black iron Christmas tree with, like, copper and silver Oh, my balls. gosh. So we... <clears throat> we had to match that with like gold hydrangeas and wow. black vases and oh. vases with like gold ornaments. Oh and, my gosh. Um, so I love the challenge, but not yeah. one has been the same. That's crazy. And it's so exciting. So that's fun. To I like mean, walk back. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Okay. Cool. So if you're in Houston, you got to go to the JW yes. Marriott guys. It's worth it. I it, no, you. it is. Oh my it's God. the wow experience. It, I always say we have to create a wow, a wow experience. Yeah. You do. Cause I know when I go into hotels and you, that's you the first it. thing you yeah. notice. Yeah. I mean, if they're right it's an here. arrival experience. Yes. Um, we actually are working with a client in downtown, and he he waited for us to install because we install every Thursday night. Yeah. And he was like, I wait for you every Thursday, and I watch what you do, and, like, I want to hire you for our grand opening or whatever. So it's, oh, my god! And, like, people that live in downtown will come and, like, get a drink. They come up to us, and they'll, like, have a drink in the lobby and just oh, like, watch while us, you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, switch the flowers. You should and, do an event. or Well, I guess it'd be hard because you would be busy doing it. I tried to do it live for a while, and I was like, this is just That's cool, though. I would love to, like, sit in the bar and, like, see that happen. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Um, we have a little flower army that comes in. It's not just me. Right, right, right. Like, no, of course. Of That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now not on a flower topic but I feel like still fun beach or mountains uh, beach. Beach, okay. Except like, I'm working on my beach body. I'm like right now, like twice a day, and I'm like, next summer I'm gonna be <laughs> Same girl, same. Um, lake or ocean? Oh, uh, ocean. Yeah, I feel like you said beach. Like yeah. I feel like the people that pick mountains, they're like they're like people. I mean, I guess I go both ways. But anyway, um, if you could have drinks with anyone, living or dead, who would it be and why? Jeff Latham. Wow, that was, you, like, that, you yeah, knew. Yeah, I'm, like, dying to be on his radar one day. I think he is amazing at what he does. Yeah. I totally appreciate how, 
like not available here. Right, right, you know, right. His celebrity status, but he really has changed the floral industry. Mm-hmm. And he and he's what inspired me to do what I do. And I remember in the very beginning, I tried to like you know copy, not copy, but like okay, so what flower is this and how yeah. many stems and like trying to count everything. Now yeah. I've just kind of been. He's an own. inspiration for you. But huge. He's incredible. And yeah. He, just, he used to model and he just kind of fell into this. That's a, yeah. Four Seasons, and now he's opening his studio in the Four Seasons Pittsburgh. And so cool. he's he's incredible. So I would love That's to who, have a drink with him a drink. just to be like, am I doing the right? Right, like just tell me, <laughs> tell me. Am I okay? I love it. I love it. Um, if there was a movie made about you and your life, who would play you or who would you want to play oh you? Oh my gosh, I have myself. You would, I would totally do I know, isn't it funny? Because I like I've answered that question when someone's asked me it, and I'm like, at first I say something, I'm like, I want to fucking be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't watch movies. Yeah. Like, my husband loves movies, and I'm just, I think they're such a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm a workaholic. But, um, but you would be, you would play. I would play me because I say all the time how we need a TV show. You like, should. I'm like, oh, Franzi's needs a TV yes. show. Yes. Like, because the stuff we deal with is just I'm sure. I'm crazy. sure it's crazy, it, crazy, it's, crazy. You know, and then we get on the gram and we so, act all normal. Right. <laughs> but really, it's going, it's all crazy behind closed doors. <laughs> I would play uh, myself. You, I love it. I love Probably that. Probably also because I have no idea who any actress is. <laughs> Very good point. Um, okay. Are you a morning or night person? I... Mm, m- morning. Morning. I get really sleepy at night. Do you? And then every once in a while I have this high and I'm like, you're like, get crazy. but you wake up like your alarm goes off and you're up. Like you don't even yeah. click snooze. Yeah. So you're, you're like ready to start. Yeah, I'm ready. But then I'm also like, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. It's a mix. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, um, I think people that complain. Yeah. Yes. I, just like do the shit. Don't complain about it. Just do I it. I just feel like we have so much to be grateful yes. for. Like if you have your health, yes. number one. Yes, number one. Yeah. Your health, without your health, you have nothing. Nothing. And yeah. I feel like, and if you have enough money to have a roof over your head, yep. food in your stomach, yep. and wow, if you have four wheels to drive on, like uh, you're better than I percent of the world out there. Yep. So I feel like com- complaining. I um, agree. And always yeah. feeling like the victim the, or it's not for you or it's not possible or people yeah. don't understand. None of that. I Yeah. Yeah. Love Just it. be grateful. Yes, exactly. What is your favorite quote or motto or something that might get you through a rough day or just something you try to live by every day? Oh my gosh, I have so many. Do you? Um, I know I do too. So if someone asks me this, I'd be like, but oh. But now I can't think I of Of course that. not. <laughs> or like the theme of the quote. Like what would the, what... Oh my gosh, I, I don't know, but I'll t- I'll tell. I mean, I I can't think of the exact one, yeah. but I will tell you one that I read the other day, and I and you loved it, like you saved it, bookmarked I, it. I did because you told me how you need to create. A yes, a folder. Photos, yes, a folder. I and I do have like fifty I quotes now. Not far yet. Oh, but you you will trust I me because you're going to be like, oh, I need to go back to that quote. Okay. Right? Opportunities are usually disguised as hard work, so most people don't recognize them. Yes. Yeah, Where'd you that. see that? I love that. Oh, um, my dirty like box put or, that oh. on her, pia- her picture of her peony that she put up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That You need to start a folder and yeah, then you'll, I need you'll to have all these. Yeah. Um, okay. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, if you're not falling on your face, you're not trying hard enough. Yes. And it's, it, that wasn't from anyone in my family. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it's someone who I, I really look up to. He has a an investment bank and he started from nothing. And, and um, I remember that he came to visit my husband and myself when we first started our businesses in 2012 in Dubai. And we were like, we just feel like we're trying so hard and we just feel like all the doors are being yeah. slammed in our face and we're just really struggling. And he was just like, if you're not falling on your face like, every day, you're not trying hard enough. Wow. 
So he's like, so you're doing really good. I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better. Yeah, that's great. So then it might be similar to the, what advice would you give to your younger self? Or maybe different because you had a, you know. uh, I think to relax and to like trust people. Like trust the good in people. Yeah, yeah. Like give the benefit of the doubt. yeah, Yeah. I've always just been like, me, myself, and I, it's that nobody else would look out yeah. for me. You know, it's funny. Like, I've never done drugs. I've never done right, anything right. that would put me in a bad situation because I'm like, who would I call? What if they don't actually Ooh. come bail me out? Right. Um, so kind so of I trusting. Relax. Yeah. Trust. Have fun. Yeah. I don't really feel like I had, like, my crazy 20s. Right. Know, when I was in college, I worked, like, three jobs. And, right. And um, it was all about graduating. And then when I, I got married at 23, which was really young. Yeah. yeah. And um, then it was all about, like, starting the companies and doing the companies so you could right. do all the things and then have the kids and both. Like, when do you actually go and have fun? Right. Well, now you can do it in your thirties. Yeah. Or you oh, do do yeah. it. <laughs> Definitely. Love it. Um, okay. What is the best date you've ever been on? It can be with your husband or maybe it was with a prior boyfriend. Oh, um, that is so tough. I feel like I've been on so many amazing Like something days. like more, not extraordinary, but maybe not just dinner and a movie. Like what was like... I'd have to say my engagement was probably the oh, best yeah. date I've been on. What'd um, you guys do? Or oh what, how gosh. did he propose? My, so my my half-brother is Swiss, so I have a whole oh, Swiss side. Wow. And that's a whole nother Yeah, I was going to say, we need I'm to do to another. Draw, I'm going to draw a family tree. Yeah, please. Um, and long story short, my husband decided to rent a boat. It was March and take me out on this lake. And it was in front of a castle. It was the first oh. castle I'd ever seen when I was like 11. Again, when I went to go see this Swiss side of my family. Yeah. And I was just really concerned about how my brother had taken the day off work and then had like come and rented this boat so my husband could play James Bond. And I just thought I was so inconsiderate. I was so angry. And my husband finally at one point was like, could you please go to the front of the boat? And then um, dropped down, asked to marry marry me. My brother got pictures of the whole thing. Oh my gosh. And it was like the most romantic thing ever. Um, I'm going to champagne. Oh, that's perfect. That was my perfect day. Uh, Yes. He proposed to you in front of a Swiss castle. I mean, does it get better? than that? No. no. <laughs> Basically everything's downhill <laughs> from there. No. Um, okay. What, uh, okay. Who would be, maybe you don't have someone, my last podcast guest did not. Do you have a hall pass or maybe a celebrity crush or someone that your husband be like, fine. If you ever met him, like, I can, don't you, like, see, that what would a, be a total adult. like, no, but if like my husband wasn't in the photo, in the picture, right. Then it would be Channing Tatum. Channing. And yes, yes. Like but I can't go watch his movies. No. I feel guilty. But if you like met Channing Tatum tonight, like you couldn't even like say hi to him. Like I mean, what would no, you I do? Say hi to him. But you would have to I mean, really restrain no, like, yourself. No right, right. <laughs> like there's not like one on one drinks. Right, right. And then some. But, right. But it would be it would be hard to restrain yourself. I mean it's I mean, I think he's I think he's, you know Channing Tatum. There's yeah. nothing else to say about him. Okay, love it. I'm like, is that question like inappropriate for them? It's no filter. You kind of just go with it. it um it okay, if you were running for office, what would your campaign slogan be? Oh my gosh. I or like no your I know, not a weird question. I found it on site. <laughs> like you don't actually have to answer it. We can skip it. But no, um, if there's something like even maybe not even a slogan, but like a like a theme that you would want. Like the last podcast of his was all about productivity and working hard. Like that was his thing. So I remember when I ran for student council and there you school, go. I there, didn't even have a a slogan. Okay. I was just like, please vote for me. Um, um that could be that could be yours. No. <laughs> I can't remember mine either. <laughs> Um, I, I really believe in, like, one of the issues that I have being back in the States is just this social welfare mm-hmm. that is available to everybody. Yeah. So I feel like, um, like I said, I'm very conscious of my carbon footprint yeah. and social equality in some ways, especially for the working class yeah. and, like, what um, amenities, not amenities, but, like, what 
securities are offered yeah. to them. So um, you'd want to kind of, that would be one of your big. That's something I want to take, would, I think are still important. Mm-hmm. And I think people that like, for example, when I was a child, we grew up on food stamps. And right. so someone that hasn't been in that situation, it's very easy to judge mm-hmm. why that's not necessary or they're lazy. They don't want to work. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's a really harsh, narrow minded view, but I do think these things are important because they are, this is our community and it's part of our society yeah. and you're helping with education and healthcare to make sure that everyone is being the best yes. they can be. And I think it's really important. Yeah. I think it's something very easily forgotten. Yeah. So I think social welfare would be a big yeah. driver. Okay. That's a great answer. See, like, you- and you know, carbon footprint, <laughs> no straws, no straws. Are you one of the, are you, I'm, no- I'm in no straw. So I'm you're happy that like all these places are, yes. stra- but I I will say when people give those the, the paper ones, yeah. they get soggy. So I'd rather just yeah, have just no straw. Fast. Like, oh, you, you drink it. I just would rather have no straw. Just no straw. Yeah. Just not the paper. The only time I struggle is with a Vietnamese coffee. Why? I, I don't know. They always build up really high. Yeah. Take the lid <laughs> this off is a and struggle. The goes everywhere. And, and but why don't they just start doing more of those? Um, the the they um, have like so many now. Bamboo paper. Ba- bamboo like, yeah. and yes, but like there are other options I've seen. Definitely. But there was one place I think it was when I was in Colorado this summer and they did paper straws mm-hmm. and I would start drinking. I'm like I just I'm not even using a straw. So like, the old school paper straws yeah. I do agree with you. They just like disintegrate yeah. and you can't use those. But if the company spends a little bit more and it's like it's, the proper paper straws, like you're totally fine for like an hour. Yeah, and like and who's sipping problems like right yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be sipping a drink for <laughs> like an hour unless it's off. wine yeah but not even you should have like you five have straw, right. Right. Yeah. um so okay yeah, so anti-straw <laughs> because there's like 500 million in the u.s alone that get thrown away a day that's crazy crazy so crazy I know. but i feel like only recently has it become like talked about like well it's a good thing yeah that, but like where why i mean we've had straws forever why just I, now i guess just people finally took had, a, yeah an interest in yeah it, you yeah know? and know they that. became advocates of it yeah it's showing up everywhere i mean the fact that like every piece of seafood that you put in your mouth has some sort of percentage Ew, stop, of plastic in stop, it. Stop. That's don't, disgusting. Don't do any research. That's disgusting. <laughs> Please, when I became like vegan and or vegetarian for a little while, I had watched a lot of movies mm-hmm. and I, or um, documentaries and I was like, why the fuck did I start watching these? It was like, I, I couldn't. It's even. like when you start watching the documentaries of like how your clothes are made. Yes, ex- I mean, exactly. You, we, do, we do live in a time now where we have to be more conscious with our choices and yes. our buying power and it is really inconvenient sometimes. I totally get that. Yes. And a lot of times people perceive you as being like too good or right. whatever the things are, but the, it does make a huge difference. Right. We move forward. Right. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. Wait, this was so fun. Before we're done, tell everyone your Instagram, like where everyone can find you and all the things. All the things. <laughs> Okay, Instagram, Francie's Flower Design. Uh, Facebook, Francie Flower Designs. I have no idea why they added that. So extra with, an, S. with an S. Okay, but Instagram doesn't know. But I'm pretty sure no if S. you start typing, you'll, you'll, show you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, our website is Francie's.com. If you want to go to the shop, it's slash shop. So it's all, but it's all through Francie's.com. Yeah, yeah Francie's.com. Super um, easy. And then our nonprofit is Francie's Flower Friends. Dot com. Can you get that also through the main site? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Everything. Amazing. So there you go, guys. You have, but really, you should even if nothing else, follow the Instagram for like the pretty. I mean, it's like <laughs> really pretty. I'm like, I never have flowers in my house like that. But Aww. when I, well, you know, I get mine at like in the grocery store sometimes. Hey, like, I'm, but hey, hey, Kroger has some. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, um, you were. I mean, God, I feel like we need to do another co- podcast. But peonies. Do you yes. love peonies? Because you just I did do. a whole trip. I but, just did a whole trip to Alaska. Um, actually, the next step for Franzies is to have its own flower farm and we bought Shut land up. in Nova Scotia in 2015 for it and to oh. actually next year I'm going up for six months to start the farm oh my gosh um, starting in June which that I'm really excited about that is so exciting so this year we went to Alaska like four days after a fire uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, no <laughs> yeah. and um, stayed on this farm for a week it was incredible just to learn
learn all the ins and outs. Like, it's I beautiful, mean, but the amount of work that goes into flower farming and the amount of risk wow. you take on is just Oh, insane. I'm sure. I did a whole blog post on it. You can see oh, good. Okay. slash blog. There you go. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Thank you so much Thank for being here. Thank you for being so open about childhood, everything I know. I mean, it's, yes, you're so inspiring <laughs> and it's amazing. Thanks. Thank you so much. And as always, all of you can follow me at JulieLauren14 on all the things. And I will talk to you very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.